0: Welcome, everybody, to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett, and on today's episode, we have the amazing Mr. Eli Wilde. So, Eli is probably better known for being the number one salesperson for Tony Robbins, having sold over 20,000 high ticket products for him, and actually has an award in Tony Robbins' company for the top salesperson, which is the Eli Wilde Award, which is pretty epic. So, in this episode, we actually dive into where he started, his origins, which he actually was an actor, He was almost cast as a very famous superhero, I won't tell you which one, and he also was on the cover of a romance novel, right? Not something you expect from a sales trainer, but in this episode, we break down uh, a little bit of his story, but then we also look at what are some of the fundamentals that business owners need to do to have effective sales in their business, and he's helped the companies like Salesforce, obviously Tony Robbins, and many others get tremendous results. So, if you're someone who wants to increase their sales in their business, then this is the episode for you. You're going to love it and you're going to want to check this one out. And of course, once you've got your sales pumping, you're going to need help with your marketing, right? So, if we can ever help you, just head over to uh, www.mogulcall.com, I should say, and we'll be more than willing to help you out. Until next time, we'll see you, but let's jump into the show and check out the episode. Eli, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really appreciate your uh, making the time to jump on today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Kim. Appreciate it.
0: Anytime, anytime. Now, I always like to open with this question because I think it's interesting to, to hear because I've already done a bit of an intro about you. But what I'd love to know is that if you were at a party and someone comes up to you and they're like, Eli, man, great to meet you. What do you do? What do you tell
1: them? Dude, I love that you asked me this because everybody, first of all, whenever they go to an event or especially a networking event i help you know they do this business thing i help these people with this problem and so the first words out of their mouth when you get asked something like that is i so people ask you what you do and they make it all about themselves and it seems like you should but when people listen to you and you say what you do especially in a networking event everybody is really just focused on themselves mm-hmm. and so we introduce themselves. And nobody, everybody's got this can opening elevator pitch statement and it never goes anywhere. And so you always want to sound different and depending on the context, if I'm doing something in the context of business, I always know who's going to be there. So I've done some research and the first phrase out of my my mouth will sound something like this. Well, you know how, well, you know how, and so it sounds different initially, or. If it's just a couple of us and somebody introduces me or we're connecting, somebody might ask me what I do and I say, well, it might be better if I gave you an example of the kind of things I do. Is that okay? And it's a permission-based question and then I might tell a story. And you know, if there's somebody there I really want to connect with or they're just like, they're seeing me talk and connect with people they're like, man, what do you do? You know, Somebody will come up to me and say that. I say, well, you know how a lot of podcasters, people have online businesses today? And they're doing that to market, but it's not equaling dollars in the bank account. They're not getting sales. What I do is I teach people like that, how they can create systems in their business that double their conversions and make more money. What do you do? So problem, impact of problem, solution, question. And so most people will be like, well, that's, I'm a, you, you might say, well, I'm, I'm a podcaster. i say, cool. Well, how do you do that? And so I wanna create a dialogue and I've got this, well, you know how. And so it's all about you. And so I got this from a buddy and one of my mentors, Jeremy Meyer. He taught me when people get asked this question, the key is you want to be a problem finder and a problem solver, not a product pusher. And so when people ask you what you do, they immediately start pushing the solution. I help this and I we do this and we have the best in and- Jesus Christ, have you ever go to a network marketing meeting? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my God. These people are like, they're like vultures, right? You know, I, nothing against them. But they just haven't been taught how to introduce themselves. And they're so hungry. And they've got the world's best secret, you know, chemical face peel, butt <laughs> Botox, nipple piercing protein drink in the world. And they're just really excited to tell you about ketones or whatever it is. And it's, uh, it, it's with the tonality also we were just talking about Jordan Belfort, who was amazing at it. It's like, you're almost skeptical of it. And you want to like, almost like, like, I don't like, not like, Oh my God, I'm so eager. I want to, Hey, you know how, like, you know, it's like, it's almost like, like, it's almost like a throwaway. Like, yeah. And it's like, I'm almost like I'm bored telling you. Mm. And that, you know, it's like, uh, I, I was just at a, my mom's house the other day. And if, and I, I don't really like being around the cat. And so the cat always wants to be around me. But if like a little kid's like, oh my god, the cat! It's a little cat, and they jump on the cat, and they pounce on the cat. Cat runs away. Most people are like that with their energy, with their prospects, and so you know it's even before we introduce ourselves and somebody asks. So I know that was a long answer. No, <laughs> but, uh, it
0: was a, it. That's it was a great uh, answer. <laughs> I loved. I love that. That's great. I'm going to take that and adopt some of that myself. That's uh, that's awesome. So obviously we're touching on sales. So sales is one big thing that you're really well known for. When did you start? Selling. When did when what was like your first foray into sales?
1: You know, I got a job when I moved to Los Angeles selling dental products over the phone to dentists. And you know, I was like in shape at the time, and I was I was a weird weird guy. I'd been living in a tent for about eight months in the Colorado Rocky Mountains, and I moved to LA, got on my feet, and got this job, and I sucked. And they recorded all the calls and. I got to listen to some of my calls and, you know, like the first time you hear your own voice on a voicemail or whatever, you're like, "Geez, do I sound, I, I sound like I got shit in my mouth. Like it's like, man, this, this sucks. And I didn't articulate my words and my cadence was off and I could, I could really, you know, be that observer and look at the quality of my communication. And so I, I did that and I got, I got much better listening to myself, but really at this the same time, I started acting as well. And so, the process of selling yourself and I found, you know, you go to an audition and there'd be, you know, a hundred guys all look the same or girls all look the same. It was the personality. It was the charisma. It was something unique about them where they get the job. Mm. And sometimes too, the, like the best actors in Hollywood, uh, you know, don't have jobs. The ones who are the, you know, like Brad Pitt is, I love him. He's not the best actor. Mm. So I mean like there's some actors who are amazing and have the personality but there's something there. There's this X factor. And for each of us, we need to define that. What makes us unique? And so sales, um, for me, didn't come naturally. But I'm relentless and I worked on it. At, uh, you know, I, I, I got into this also not because like, – I don't think any little kid grows up and says, I want to be a salesman. <laughs> you know? It's like, honestly, and I know it's – but it's a really high-paying profession outside of doctor and lawyer. It's the highest if it's done well, it's actually the lowest and the highest. Mm. Yeah. It's the lowest, like you can work your butt off and make no money, like $2 an hour when you do the math, cause people prospecting, following up, cold calling, DMing, peeping people. And, you know, you can make thousands an hour if you're good, mm-hmm. and you make nothing if you're bad. So it's all about skill set. And you know, for me, I I obviously I went to see Tony Robbins at you know a certain point, and you know, I wanted to be like Tony. And that's first skill that he mastered. People don't realize that. Like Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Mark Cuban, 60 to 70% of self-made billionaires, self-made, not all billionaires, self-made, started in sales,
0: mm-hmm.
1: getting thick skinned, mastering your language. And it's like, I, I do do a lot of speeches as well. Like I've got a, a talk coming up, but you can do just a regular speech and people are pretty nice. They generally clap for you. But when you're in sales and you do a presentation, people vote with their dollars Mm. and so we get a lot of feedback people like oh my god people say i'm so good like your mom will tell you you're good people are nice, but people vote with their dollars and so you get this feedback and you when you have to tighten your belt a little bit there's some feedback there that literally makes you hungry Mm. and so i think everybody should get into sales but i started uh really at 23 years old
0: i love that and now i gotta ask though did you get any acting gigs
1: yeah, yeah. I was actually cast to be Superman in the movie Superman Returns when I was 23, 24, I moved to LA. Oh, wow. um, long story short, my ex girlfriend was really good friends with this guy, Paul Nelson, who was a big time, you know, pretty good, pretty big agent at the time in LA. And he was managing a guy named Tom Welling, who was Superman on a TV show called Smallville. Hmm. And we all got to be really friendly. Tom got turned down for the role. And he said, I think you'd be great. Trained me for the role. But I managed to get, I think it was like my, like my fourth or fifth DUI at the time, and I was a 23, so basically I was just a big screw up, and I had a pattern of self-sabotage, and you know, hence me going into the self-development realm, mm. but uh, I kind of regretted it too, so when I moved back to, I went on the road with Tony for a few years, and then when I got back to LA, I was, I just turned 30, and I, I there was this guy named Greg Plitt, fitness model, he, oh, yeah. he passed away a few year. years ago. great guy, we from the both from Maryland, Grew up by each other into the same stuff. We, we were born like three, I think three, four days apart. Um, had mutual friends, never met each other until we were in LA. And he, when his career took off, when he came to LA, he had done something, a dance show. And they spent millions marketing your face. It was called Hunky Santa. And so i went to get an audition for it. And I didn't have like, I wasn't a model or anything. And so I couldn't even get an audition. But I saw there was this other audition for this this dance show. And they had like a speaker, like somebody that was the speaker. So I auditioned for that because I couldn't even get the other audition. And I and they liked me. And I said, because I got in because I was a speaker for Tony Robbins. And they said, well, I said, they're like, oh, we think you're great. I said, well, actually, I want to do, I want to be like the man. I want to be like the star of the show. And they're like, okay. So they put me in an audition and it was 800 guys. All looked like, you know, six pack out, like fitness models. It was a dance show. So you had to dance, you know, do this thing and it was 800 guys, and then the next, there was a cut, went down to 100, down to 30, down to eight, and I made the final eight. And there was guys, like the Apricami model guy was there, some guy from Days of Our Lives. It was like, they spend millions marketing your face. They put a billboard of you in Times Square. So it made people want to do it because it really takes off your, your career. So these were like qualified guys. You had to be at to dance. I had no experience, and these were like professional dancers, But I took dance lessons every day for two weeks, going into the final, final jam. Mm. There was uh, a—you had to take your shirt off and be in shape—and I was in—I was in great shape, not the best shape. But then there was an interview portion, and the final interview there was like there was a panel of judges, and it was on Fox News or something like that. They had you know pieces of it because it's it's typical West Hollywood, you know, news isn't news in Los Angeles too. It's car chases, new new forms of Botox, and, and. you know, this is what celebrities doing or some modeling thing. So I'm just, it's, it's terrible. But anyway, they put on the news and a couple guys, you know, the, the guys could dance amazing. Everybody's in shape. But then there's the interview portion. A couple guys went ahead of me and I listened at the door to the questions they were, they were being asked. Mm. And I just remember sitting there. I was like, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And they asked them questions like, why do you want to do this? Mm everybody said, well, it'd be good for my career. Talked about themselves, their experience, how qualified they were. And when they asked me why I wanted to do this, this sexy Santa thing, I said, well, you know how. We think of Christmas and we see Santa Claus and we have this magical day on Christmas day. But really for me, growing up with a single mom, she worked a lot, but she had some time off and I got time off and I would get to be close to my mom and we would go to the mall and we had so many magic moments and maybe you can think about, so this is called a balance. Maybe you can begin to think about times when you were there, there. And so if I could provide magic moments for people. So I, I told these stories and so people started to tear up and I remember the one dude, like the main dude looks at the other dude. and He's like, that was a good answer. Yeah. And I asked the PR guy after I booked it, I asked the PR guy, I said, uh, I, you know, I said, you know, he said, you booked it and he said there was, there was two rounds of voting, all unanimous. And so selling, you know, it's like whether you want to get an acting job, I ended up, you know, very long story short, but I ended up getting really sick the next year. I got a parasite, almost died. And, uh, Tony, Tony took me in, paid my bills and gave me a job in a way and coached me for a year. He, he saved my life. So I'm, I'm super indebted to Tony. Uh, he's, he's been such, he's been like a father for me. I lived with his son for years and his brother-in-law. And so I, Part of the reason I've sold so much for Tony is just because I really do love him and I really do care about him and I respect him, but he's had such an impact on me and I've, I've always wanted to give back. He's, he's the real deal.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I want to get it. I've got some questions about that as well, but I also want to ask just because I saw it yesterday because we connected and then I started seeing more of your posts and I was like, what's with you being on the cover of the romance novels? What is, what is that? I wanted to ask.
1: That's, that's what I was doing, the acting stuff. It's like I, that's I worked – I think I got paid like 200 bucks or two, like 250 bucks to do those. I, you know, because I was on a billboard in Times Square as a model, and so booking booking little acting jobs here and there, um, just little stuff to get by. And I went from working for Tony at the time to getting this job, you know, doing modeling stuff, and literally, I mean, I was making good money on the road, and they paid my bills and everything. And then you're living in LA, and it's like you're just going whatever. So it's it's a tough road. Acting is, it's not easy. Mm. You know, you're, you're always out there hustling, looking for work and uh, the success rate. I mean, it's like 10,000 new people move to LA every month wanting to act and wow. 10,000 go home every month, you know, cause they didn't make it. And uh, yeah, it's not, it's not easy. And some of these people are brilliantly talented and they're serving your lunch, you know, working on minimum wage, That you know, you gotta, you gotta really love it.
0: Yeah. That's insane. I do want to jump across to some of the Tony stuff as well. So when, obviously there's there was a transition where you found out about Tony, you explored it and then you went and worked for him. When did you first like get introduced to Tony? What was going on for you? How did that happen? And then what was the, what was the progression from there to then being now, you know, having an award named after you in the sales team, which is pretty epic.
1: Actually, I had the acting thing when I was young and I did some commercial stuff, but I was I somewhere was in the wrong crowd and I was doing a lot of drugs and partying and stuff. And so I remember I actually, um, I go online. I knew that I wanted to just get away, could get away from that crowd and everything. So I like started reading all these books and everything, but I was just, I was still would go out and I went on to hotwire.com. It's like a, a plane thing. And I actually booked a ticket to, I wanted to book a ticket to go to Australia and I saw that it was like way too expensive. And then they emailed me back the next day and they were like, Hey, if you take off tomorrow, it was like 700 bucks round trip, take off on this obscure date and time and come back on this obscure date and time. And so I, I ended up um, taking off the very next day, and I flew into Sydney, and I went up the East Coast, went up to Cairns, and I, so I did. I turned 27 years old on a boat in the Whitsunday Islands. Um, I'm oh, coming beautiful. back to Australia my first time back since I was 27. Oh, wow. But when I got back to LA, when I got back after about five, five six weeks in Australia, on um, the Byron Bay, you know, Fraser Island, all that, all the cheesy stuff, all the backpackers, all the, just a bunch of drunk Europeans <laughs> and every once in a while. Every once in a while, a loud Australian at the bar beating them up uh, is awesome. It was, a, it was a good time. But I got back to uh, uh, LA and I really, I started reading books on self-confidence because looking back on even the, the opportunity to act and I might not have got the Superman thing, but I had a lot of opportunities, a lot of open doors, but I was sabotaging myself. And so self-confidence books, you know, Nathaniel Brandon, like just all these little books on self-esteem. And then I heard about NLP. Neuro linguistic programming, and so I started reading some of these books, and I was fascinated. And I had this this good friend who worked at Trader Joe's a grocery store, and a son back at it. And he says, "Well, you should check out Tony Robbins." I go, "Who's Tony Robbins?" He says, "You don't know Tony Robbins?" I said, "No, man. Who's Tony Robbins?" And I went on to uh, Amazon, and I got a used copy of Unlimited Power. And I had been studying Thinking, Grow Rich, and all these books on principles. But he talked about the emotion, and he talked about the heart and he talked about patterns and trauma and fears. And how we're conditioned by our, our experiences. And despite these principles, you still don't follow it through because of these incongruencies, these, you know, you need clarity, you need strategies, but you have internal conflicts where you, you know, two steps forward, one steps back, you know, you have these inner conflicts that are tearing you up and he's just speaking to my soul and the book was great. And then I went online on eBay and I got his tape series for $7 and 90 cents. And then I got get the edge, and I just consumed this thing. Like I listened to the 30 hour program or whatever it was the get the edge program, like maybe 20 hours, but I listened to it. Like just, I listened to it in a day and a half. I just didn't stop and I couldn't sleep. And it was so good. You hear his voice and the charisma and he's like, someday soon. I hope I'll, maybe I'll see you an event and we can or unleash the power within a event and we walk on fire, a bit of burning hot coals, 2000 degrees. I'm like, man, that sounds crazy. And then the next day, I remember right around that time, I saw him, um, his face on the cover of what's called Learning Annex Magazine, very similar to what Success Resources does now. Mm. Um, they, they put like 30,000 people in a room. It was Donald Trump, Robert Kiyosaki, Susie Orman, Tony Robbins, and they, you know, they these key speakers and they put a bunch of people in the room and try to sell them shit like no money down real estate and, you know, like flipping, you know, this, cars, you know, whatever, Bitcoin, just all this stuff. and, Tony came out and he was supposed to speak for like two hours. He spoke for four and a half. And at the end of it, he says, if you got anything out of these four effing hours, spend four days with me. I'll change your effing mic. I'll give you your effing money back. Come to this effing event. Come, you know, he just like he's like so certain. He's like, I I coached President of the United States and this person and Michael Jordan just said you know, it's and I was like, boom. And I used my rent money. I didn't have any money. I used my rent money. And I I never my rent was $550, 550 bucks. Not a week like in Australia, but a month. And I was broke and the, the event ticket was 900 bucks and it was 800 if you bought there at the event. And I remember like going up there, like shaking and you know, obviously I bought and at that event it was really, it was really, I had been in such a dark place, but it really opened my heart of my mind. And, and that's, you know, seeing Tony, I, I got a job in sales there. That was, that was quite a process getting the job, but it really opened my heart. And part of what made me, the number one salesperson for Tony and doing so good in sales, we teach sales. It's a transference of energy. I can't give you something that I don't possess. I can't give you a dollar unless I have one. I can't give you that which I don't possess. And so it's the certainty and clarity that we transfer. But I had an experience and I wanted to know other people too as well. And so I wanted to share my experience and I shared it from an authentic place. And then I learned how to communicate better and affect other people's emotions in a way that, that shifted them. And I, I've got to have some great mentors, including Tony and role play with him a bit and, you know, see how he does things and watch and, you know, get messages from him and just, just his cadence based on the context and what he creates really profound. So it's uh it's, it's, that's been my journey. That's epic.
0: And so now obviously you got all that training and you saw people running events and now you're running your own events. You're partnering up with people doing sales programs all over the world. What was that transition like? Cause obviously as you said, like when you're a good salesperson, you're pulling in good commissions, everything's working nicely. What was it that then transitioned you to going, cool, I'm going to jump out there and make things happen and build more of my own brand, more of my own business and stuff like that. What, how did that happen?
1: In yeah, the job with Tony, you moved to a different city every three, like every four months. And you brought it to Jay and Jose. i lived everywhere and it just gets old. And I kept LA as a home base and I, I actually helped them last year. Like I'll come in every once in a while, help the team, coach the team, and do some talks part-time as I've got my other business. And it helps me. I'm not going to do it anymore. Tony's asked me to create a course with him. So I think eventually we'll create something and I want to take over parts of his events. So we've talked about that. But the travel is rough. And I say that like March of last year, I finished a cycle with Tony in L.A., and I wanted to get out of LA, so I figured I'd travel for a little bit. It's been 11 months now; I'm still traveling, so I'm living out of the same suitcase 11 months. I was blaming the company, saying it's oh, they make me travel so much, but I just I, part of me loves it, and there's always opportunities. So I'm, I'm here with some of my business partners in Nashville now, but uh, I will be taking off. But I would do the Tony thing part time, and even when I was working with Tony, I, you know, I've done about three thousand three hundred seminars inside of companies teaching Tony's concepts. And some big companies like Salesforce, $9 billion company, Tony's had some, given me some personal coaching and a lot of people over the years, as I've gotten into this industry and this industry's blown up, like education, self-education based services, you know, learning marketing online, it's the, the university, like we learn online and the way we consume information is different. So it's really just hit this critical mess where Tony's acknowledged me as his all-time top salesperson. I've had just 15 years of relationships built. And over that time, they've seen my success and they've seen my growth, and they've said, "Well, what Tony taught you and what you've done in these companies, could you kind of teach us your process?" And the unique thing, the way I, I position myself is this, and this is true: um, they put maybe like five, six, seven, maybe, you know eight, nine of us in a city, field sales reps (FSRs), and you know there's one cycle where um, I sold, and I was doing it part time, and there was a bunch of other people selling, but my sales personally, we three to five times higher than everybody else in the company with the same product, same price point, same people said everything. And so other people in other companies says, well, what are you doing differently? Mm. And I said, well, it was just, just these things. And Tony taught me this and I did this. And then I took some of this and that. And they're like, holy shit. And we're like, we got this cheesy strip and we're, we're selling things on, you know, all Facebook ads and we're not converting. And I'll listen to a call and I'm like, well, this is, this because it's horseshit you know, and like do this and this. And then people started getting results. And uh, I was actually going to take over, uh, we had a sales agency and we were going to take over the sales for Traffic and Funnels, Taylor. Mm. But I told him like, your guys' processes are way better than ours. And so I was really honest with them and we developed a a friendship and now they've become, you know, we have a business together, the Sales Mentor Program, and we're doing a lot of different stuff together. And so they've become my partners and um, they're really good at the marketing stuff. I'm more good at the, the selling coaching stuff, mentoring. And so it's, it's been a really good fit, but um, yeah, that's just kind of how it's evolved. People just started asking me and uh, who knows, like I get so many people reaching out to me every day, probably 10 people today. Cause we got like this event and some people are just like, well, can you just coach me? And I'm like, no, cause I want to, I want to create like scalable. Yeah. Like course every while I, I take on a handful of people a year, but it's just like, you just don't have time for it. So building things to scale and I've done it hands on inside of the companies for so long, traveling, scaling. So, we're, you know, I'm at a point in my own life now where I want to eventually have a home base and create systems and staff and do consulting where we go into organizations and just optimize all their scripts, their hiring, their firing, their training, their management, their lead flow, their follow up systems. We want to really help them with all of it, have like a plug and play like system. Mm. And one of my mentors is doing a bit of that now. And we've, we've talked about creating something together. Um, another one, not, not, not Tony, but yeah, it's just a huge opportunity. The, in corporate America, the biggest company out there that does sales training is Sandler. But they make, you know, it's, it's tens, if not hundreds of millions. They're a huge company, been around the, since the 70s. The stuff isn't bad. It's just 70s is pre-internet, yeah. pre-email, <laughs> pre-text. Well, it's like things have changed a bit. And so it's still good, but some of the way they do it is just not evolved. And this is a huge opportunity in corporate America, fortune 500 companies out of the budget that they spend on training. It's like about 30% is spent on HR stuff. Like don't rape people and don't sexually harass people and don't, don't do really stupid things. Like they have to train on this. So it's just the, the legal society uh, that, you know, we live in today as so a lot of money goes there about 20% goes to product training. Like them are actually getting understanding if they have dental products, like how do they sell them? Like understand a bit of like product knowledge, hmm. but it's like 50, 53% is sales training. And I forget who said it, but they say that all companies are sales companies. Everything else is a sales support. You have two parts of your company, sales and sales support. Yeah. Your marketing, you know, it's, it doesn't matter how good you market unless you can, because it, it costs money. It's sales. And so, you know, Michael Masterson with his book, Ready, Fire, Aim, uh, he says, like, it's sales first, sales first, sales first. And as we get into this industry, this industry blows up self-development, self-education, whether it's learning ads, whether it's learning how to sell, whether it's learning how to market, whether it's getting, not going to the doctor, but finding like a a nutritionist online, people through Facebook and creating personal brands. Gary Vaynerchuk called it in 2008. He says, this is what's going to happen. Less Walmart style, more back to the small mom and pop, but it's the mom and pop online are going to dominate based on relationships, based on proximity, based upon consistency. You know, this authentic marketing and creating brands, small personal brands are going to be key. And self-education, the business right now in in America, it's, I think, $335 million a day Mm. is spent on it. By 2025, they predict a billion dollars a day. And so it's really good, you know, having these partners and everything, because the industry is going to triple very soon. And I'm humbly the top salesperson all time for the biggest company in this space. So I've just been really well positioned, and uh, I've not taken advantage. I've never done any marketing; it's all just been word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Starting to do some podcasts like this, but kept a really low profile and just been busy. You know, it's not like I'm I'm just uh, sipping pina coladas. I'm actually working, so I don't I don't have time for all this marketing. That's why we're building more more leverage systems now. But I'm,
0: uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I love that. And obviously, we'll touch on it in a sec because you are coming out to Australia, which is epic. I know my team are pumped. there, are going to head over and meet you on the Gold Coast, which is going to be awesome. Hopefully, I can get over there myself if my general manager lets me. But uh, definitely, our sales, our sales crew will be over there for sure. But I, I do want to ask you one question. If someone's listening to this and they're going, cool, like how, how, do, how do you actually know? Because I think sometimes people know, sometimes they don't. But how do you know if you have a sales problem, like what's, what are the identifiers when you go into companies, what are the things that you straight away see and you are like, ah, oh, this means we're going to have to improve upon that. Like what are the warning signs or the indicators to you that you see obviously working with tons of people
1: around the world? Well, uh, there's so many different things. I just assume it, it's always broken, but we we of course want to look, listen to calls and the scripting, but the mindset, the, the company culture, the organization, the X factor, the description of what they have, um, Generally, in a lot of what I teach is really around the language and the mindset behind it. And then there's accountability. So it's like any kind of coaching, There's the the first part of any coaching always deals with clarity. Like everybody on the same page, here's what we do, like absolute clarity. It's a big part of what all coaching is. And then there's a portion that's strategy, sales strategy, communication strategy. The strategy for follow up is it a five call system or a two call or a one call close? Is there a triage call? Is a qualification call? Is there a follow up system? Is there a measurement in the CRM? So really, it's it's making sure that the marketing everything is is working together. The marketing, the sales process, the delivery process. Uh, Tony teaches something in business mastery called the value chain. And so, from somebody not knowing who you are, seeing an ad, getting to know, I like, can trust you. Seeing your X factor, what makes you different in the market, having that, that unique perspective, that unique selling proposition, whatever I'm gonna call it USB, having that uniqueness properly marketed and articul- articulated, and making enough connections with people, measurement, follow-up, training, having the sales process. And I heard this really good analogy one time. Said golf, the relationship between your golf, your your sales and marketing is like golf. Marketing is like teeing off. And the sales like putting it in. Mm. If you have really bad marketing, you know, or it's a startup company, not millions to spend on marketing because people buy from people they know, like and trust. And so, if you've got millions of dollars, you're Oprah Winfrey, or Tony Robbins, or Apple, you can do that, and the marketing's really good. If Tony called you right now or Oprah and said, "Hey, I got something to sell you," you you know, you're like, "Oh my God, it's Tony!" and you talk to him. So that's teeing it off really good, and then he just be able to put in the sale. Mm. But if you're not. If you don't have a bajillion dollars to spend on marketing a day, then you have to do a longer form cut, and that requires people to make contact themselves. It's like you're you're doing sales and marketing yourself, and depending on where the organization is, if it's inbound, if it's outbound, if it's prospecting, it's it's processes, mm-hmm. and so there's tons of strategy that really gets the process down in follow up systems, all of that, and then you've got to have great delivery, you know, then there's, of course, accounting and, and all these different things, but the sales has got got to be there and everything's got to work together. The mm-hmm. culture, I, I, I tell people all the time and, you know, my background's with Tony, so we believe that success in anything is, is 20% the mechanics and you can do language patterns all day and, you know, and then all this stuff, but it's 80% mindset, mm-hmm. psychology and you know, hunger and drive. So when that's in an organization, that's the culture It shifts things. And so that's usually one of the biggest things. And then looking at the language. And, you know, I always ask this at the event, and you'll hear me say this. I ask, do people do things for logical reasons or emotional reasons? Mm. People say emotion. So what creates emotion? And we want people to have this pressure and this desire to do do something. So there's got to be a clear place they want to go to and from. Mm. And we've got to create some pressure on them in the moment but there's external pressure and internal pressure. And so we need internal pressure. Mm -hmm. And Tony teaches the thing at UPW is the Power within event. It's its base model for understanding all of the internal representation of the information that comes in through our five senses. He created something that really kind of breaks it down very easily called the triad. And it's like a little triangle. And that right in the middle of it says emotional state. And so how you feel right now, When you get in the car, when you go home, when you walk in the door, you have consistent patterns of emotional states. And if we pull apart, if it's boredom, frustration, whatever, well, there are other sub patterns. One is focus. If I ask you a question about the worst day of your life or the best day of your life, 20 questions about each. And if you focus on them for 10 minutes, it's going to produce a different feeling in you. Mm -hmm. So focus equals feeling. And so I teach, I'll, I'll go through them at the event. 17 different types of questions we want to have throughout our sales process, connecting questions, background questions, problem awareness, solution, probing, clarifying, quantifying, scaling questions, one to scale, one to 10, commitment type questions. And there's a certain syntax where I take people through a process by asking them questions. I change their focus. I get them to open up and feel something that shifts them, then there's patterns of language and meaning. So it's a common phrase in self-development that nothing has any meaning except for the meaning that we give it. And so most people haven't chosen their meaning consciously and there's empowering meanings or disempowering. And so I want to reframe what they say to produce a certain emotion and anchor those feelings to my product. And then the other part of the triad is physiology. Um, if you're talking to somebody on the phone, like, I mean, even in business, you take somebody, you guys go get drunk, go to a strip club, that produces a state. You go somewhere, there's music, like a seminar, that produces a feeling. And so... We can do some things to shift people's physiology in any sales context, but the primary tools of influence are gonna be based upon questions and reframing meaning. And so some of that's based in the NLP. And so those are some of the more advanced skills that get people to open up, even like when we meet somebody at a networking event. Well, you know how we're we're not coming off pushing something, and it's these subtle shifts in communication that lead to sales. And we, you know, it's it's a tenet of NLP that. The quality of the communication, the quality of our communication is the response that we get. And so what that does, it means that we can't blame the prospects. We can't have a victim mentality. The quality of the communication is the response that we get. So if we don't like the response, it's up to us to be response able to respond better and change our approach and be more effective in our communication and always be in a leadership mindset. So I teach that sales is leadership training. It's really about leading ourselves to lead other people and building enough trust and rapport and connection and certainty with this person that they give you the right to make a personal recommendation on their life and business. And so there's a lot of trust that's involved. And so that's, that's what these questions and these processes do.
0: I love that, man. And so that's all going to be covered at this upcoming event, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. So give us a little bit of insight. So anyone, obviously, we'll, uh, we'll put links and everything. Because I said, my team is going over for it for sure. And I know, I think uh, even this morning, some the guys messaged me when I was coming into the office. I was like, because we had a chat with a friend of yours, Matt, yesterday. And uh, our friend as well. And then I was like, I'm doing a podcast this morning. They're like, oh, man, we've, we've already sold two tickets. And we have an event coming up. I was like, oh, two tickets to my event. They're like, no, no, two tickets to Eli's event. We've got two of our clients going. I'm like, guys, I love it. But also, like... Sell our tickets, right? Like, come on, what's going on? But now they're they're really excited to head over. So, what are the what are the dates on it's on the Gold Coast, right?
1: Gold Coast, April fourth and fifth. April and yeah, 4th fifth. It's, it's been amazing. I don't do any marketing, but there's people like Matt, like now, like people that are promoting it, and they've either seen me speak or they've uh, taken part of some of my programs and like doubled their sales. Uh, Matt is already a sales beast, hmm. um, but some refinement there where he was like, man, this guy's freaking good and was getting some results and to you know quote my mentor tony you know he was coaching a small group of us years ago and uh somebody was talking about their clients and how they were happy and if you, you know hopefully you don't mind me using this language but tony said happy i don't care if the clients are fucking happy he says i don't want fucking happy clients i want clients who get results like i don't give a shit if you're happy mm. and so we're gonna have a good time." but the whole outcome, and I teach the frameworks, and even while I communicate now will be a certain way, a superior frame, there's connecting, and then I might edify people. Oh my God, what's really great about you is, and so I'm going to do things to change my posture, my tonality, and I'm going to teach people, and I'm going to do some role play with people right there, where they don't just learn from theory, but they get a real experience mm. of how they can model back to me and get feedback within small groups and get a workbook and actually go deep into what it takes to really become effective and you know when I saw Tony at these events, like Date with Destiny, who's you know he's he's got that in April as well, I think. You know he would do these interventions, and you might have seen that movie. I'm not your guru. Yeah. I, when I'd ask Tony these, I asked, I have to ask Tony personally questions about those interventions and the insights he gave me as to what he's doing, how he's showing up, how he's connecting, how he's getting that person person vulnerable to open up about their problem. Most salespeople can't get people to open up because there's no trust. Mm-hmm. So he's doing all all this voodoo and I remember going through these processes and he, you know, he's got these steps. It's, it's a process that he's doing and it's not in order, but there's, there's different aspects of communication that he's, that he's getting to every time. And I remember thinking, man, if this dude can turn around a suicide, I can turn around a freaking sale. Yeah. I can turn around a freaking, I got to think about it, talk to my spouse and I got to pray to Jesus and sleep on it. Like we can, we can do this, you know? And uh, so those frameworks are, are what we're going to talk about. Yeah. April 4th through the 5th, two days, lots of fun. And, yeah i'm going to teach us the best of everything that i've learned from tony from doing thousands of presentations closing between you know tony's company and some others that i've worked with personally you know good good solid nine figures over 100 million in sales that's us yeah so that's
0: that's like like that's like 20 billion in australia so that's, uh, (laughs) that's amazing all right so guys we're going to put the links in the show notes uh to the event as I said, my team's going. If you're if you're considering getting some sales training this year, I highly recommend going along. And the price is absolute steal as well. So make sure you guys get over there and, and do that. And uh, yeah, we as I said, we uh, we can't recommend it highly enough. Our guys are heading over too. So guys, again, thank you so much. Eli. And is there anywhere else? Is uh, anywhere else online that people should connect with you? If they're hearing this, and I want to see more. Where's the best platform for them to kind of connect and see what you're up to? You
1: know, mainly just Facebook is where I do stuff. I need to get these other outlets out there. But I also have this ebook. I posted something today and like 100 people asked me for this thing. People will close $20,000 sales all day just looking at this free guide I created years ago. It's a little bit of psychology, but then some of these questions that I talked about today, it's like about maybe 15 of them, I put in there. I'm connecting, like I explain what it is. And that's wild influence. It's W-I-L-D-E influence.com forward slash free book. People can opt in. And they can see this PDF, and it just gives a structure for the call. And it's my own stuff from years ago. We've got way more advanced stuff now. Um, we've got these 10 clarities that we're going to teach in the event, but that will give people a taste of so, um, what I do. I don't even have a regular email thing, so don't worry about uh, getting blown up in your email. I'm not going to email you. <laughs> but is uh, free
0: information there. Awesome, man. Love that so much. And guys, as always, make sure you uh, share this out if you liked it. And uh, if you're watching this, you may also uh, be on the Gold Coast so make sure you head over and check that out. Until next time again, thank you so much, Eli, for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, looking forward to connecting with you more.